Hola, compatriots. Welcome to another edition of Passion for Wrestling Podcasting. Joining me today, I have my friends, OC. Now, if there was a film about your life, OC, it would have to be entitled Goldilocks. There's no other way. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Do you brush? How often do you brush it? It's... Daily? It has... I do, but to be fair, I'm just pleased you didn't make another Harry Potter reference there, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> but um, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah my hair is looking... Fine, even though Harry, Mrs. A is asking. Harry wishes. Eh? Harry, Harry wishes he had flow like that mom <laughs> on top. <laughs> also joining me is Rob Sekots. Now, Rob, are you an '80s R&B or a '90s pop kind of guy? Uh, I'd go '80s R&B. Saucy, I like it. Oh, also joining me on the podcast today is DJ Shockmaster Flash. Now, DJ Shockmaster, who killed Biggie and Tupac? Uh, well, Biggie killed Tupac. This is breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking news. That was a nice straightforward answer, wasn't oh, it? <laughs> no, no discussion about that. It was like, he did it. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He did it. Another edition of Passion Wrestling Podcast, and you never know what you're going to get. But what you can be sure of on this episode is we will be running down Raw 25, Enzo Amore, and also the Royal Rumble. But first, a word from our sponsors. Now, is there any lonely guys out there? Oh, see, I know you got a lovely fiance, but what about you guys? Shockmaster, Rob, you guys feel a little lonely from time to time? Uh, always, always feel lonely. You got me, mate. You know you what? Yeah. You know what? I'm not there with you because I always have a lady in my bed. But uh, luckily for you guys, there's Mixed Dicks. Mixed Dicks at Foley's Holy, okay? Bringing a whole new meaning to sitting on Santa's lap, okay? Talk about getting your wish granted. That is Mixed Dicks at Foley's Holy, okay? Look it up. Google it for more info. And thank you for that sponsorship. Now, taking over from here will be my best friend, Oh, I was wondering where he was going where, there. I, was like, I hope he says me. But, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> no, you're in, the, you're in the BFB, oh, yeah. the Best Friends Brigade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is literally the beard and the hair, isn't it? There's, there's no denying that relation. It's like the, uh, the ant and deck of professional wrestling, but not quite. But, um, anyway, thanks for the, <laughs> the mad introductions there. Um, you, look, you've quite rightly pointed out we've got a few things to talk about. We've got Raw 25, we've got the whole Enze Amore debacle that's going on at the moment, and we've got um, the Raw 25 uh, aftermath. Uh, before we even touch on that, I know we were going to touch on this at some point, but I have just had some breaking news come through to my phone, and that is Ooh. that Vince McMahon has formally announced the return of the XFL uh, to kick off in 2020. And he has announced that the XFL.com website is back up and running. So if you tune into that website, I'm sure you get some more details about the XFL. How does that, guys, uh, make you feel? Well, speaking of breaking news, before we get to that, uh, Jameson... Man of a Thousand Four Holds will also be joining us at the end of this podcast with a breaking news announcement regarding the page. So please be sure to stick around for that. He will. But uh, regarding the XFL, go ahead, guys, react. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, uh, if I'm honest, I'm pretty sure it's uh, 
it's pretty much dead before it starts, really. I mean, the, the first one was a complete and utter failure. Um, I know some guys think the, the NFL is kind of dipping, so there's the marketplace yeah. there. But but the reality is, it's with Vince McMahon, it's always going to have the stigma of, is it sports entertainment yeah. or is it a sport? You know, that they, 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 I've watched a lot of documentaries about the XFL, the original one, and it was all about how it always had this Vince McMahon sports entertainer feel yeah. to it. And no one ever believed that it was a legitimate sport. And that'll always have it within some yeah. manner. I mean, the first season, um, because there was only one season previously, wasn't there? But I'm pretty sure um, at the start of the season, Vince was giving tickets away for the XFL for free just to drive a crowd up. Um, if, if you look, I think there's a couple of documentaries about the XFL uh, and when Vince tried it last time. And yeah, it, mm. from, from start to finish, it was an absolute sham. Um, and, and, well, and it was absolutely slated last time as an opportunity for violence in American football um, because there was a much more lenient version of the rules which allowed a lot more contact within the game. Um, it, it didn't have a great reception last time uh, and clearly didn't last very long because you know it only lasted for a season. But... I mean, it, it was an inevitable announcement. We know that this has been coming. Uh, Vince McMahon sold a, a very large amount of his shares a couple of months ago now um, with, with a lot of speculation that it was going to lead to the XFL announcement. It's something he's always been particularly passionate about and he does want to move over into another industry. WWE's kind of done everything that he can do with uh, WWE and he's at the end of his career, really, with with, uh, with that particular business. But, um, well, I, I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm optimistic that it'll probably thrive at the start, but we'll see what happens. Well, my take on it, uh, as I'm sure the people aren't able to tell from my accent, I am an Americano. If they market it correctly and put it in the places in this country that don't already have a professional team, like if they put it in California, Vegas, like that, there's not going to be a market there because they're competing with so many other things. If you go to California... It's always nice there. The weather's always great. I mean, even the NFL's having issues drawing fans to the new uh, St. Louis Rams that have moved out there. But if they put it in places that aren't as like visually appealing, like Idaho, Oregon, uh, some places down south, um, Alabama, very big uh, football place, places that don't already have professional teams, they can at least draw more crowds there. Because people love football in this country and they're willing to go watch the product. And these people that don't already have a team to root for, uh, they might have an easier time drawing those people in, in my opinion, rather than going and trying to compete with the NFL and putting a team, say, in like Los Angeles or in New York where they already have several teams. I I mean, it's going to be hard to compete with a product that's been around for Mm -hmm. so long. I think they're better off uh, marketing other more obscure places. Uh, that's an interesting thought. If, I mean, I don't, from my, from my personal perspective, being in the UK, I wouldn't have looked at it that at all. But uh, but you make a very good point because you're obviously in America. Do you like honestly? Do you think he'll do that, or do you think Vince McMahon's going to go for the big markets? I think uh, WWE, either go big or go home. You know, I mean, they're based out in Connecticut, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw maybe a market in one of those New England territories that aren't that don't already have a team, maybe. But I think they'll definitely still try and compete with the NFL in certain markets, but they would be smart just to look other places. Like I know the NFL has been 
researching the UK market. So I don't know if maybe the XFL goes over for that uh, and tries to jump the gun on the NFL and puts a team out there. I don't know if that works for them logistically or not. But if he if they change up their season and film it more like a TV series type thing, then maybe it could work. But I'm not really sure. It'll be interesting to see what they do going I'll forward. I'll be surprised. Well, I think I'll keep my eyes on it. From a from a from a travel perspective, I don't think getting from the UK is is much like getting from uh, one side of um, America to the other, is it? Uh, it's there's similar distances, isn't there? If you travel from the from the east coast to the west coast, as it would be traveling from the east to the UK, for example, I could be way yeah. off with that. For some reason, that's just a thought that's in my head. You know what? I have uh, I have no well, idea. None of us are. Uh, I'll tell you what. Though, from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly not. <laughs> uh, I would say though, um, I go and see the NFL when it comes to the UK as much as possibly can, uh, at least once or twice. Yeah, uh, twice throughout the year when it comes over. Um, if they're going to do something in the UK to compete against that, I mean, they fill out Wembley, and for oh, yeah. a UK lot, Wembley's mm. huge. So think, if the ex, if the yeah. XFL was to come over, they either going to need to pump it with a massive fan base, or they ain't going to do well. So I mean, like you said, competing with NFL in general is going to be a hard task. So yeah, I, no I think they would do. do quite well over I think, in the UK I think personally because there's not. Yeah. Although um, there is a uh, American football following in the UK, it's not as widespread so essentially it's almost like giving the uk a new market essentially and and building things up yeah. from the ground um and it could potentially be as big as any other sport which is is favorable in the uk the only thing is is i wouldn't want them to show it as a tv series or anything like that because i think that takes away the legitimacy of the sport you want it to be yeah just like any other sporting event the way every other sporting event is organized you obviously want it to have its own twists and turns um and different you know different features that is different from american football so that it's got its its standout points but I, I still think it needs that legitimacy in order to get over. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a repeat of what happened last time the XFL come in. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think the, the 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 UK they've got a massive market there, and I think in terms of the NFL, it's then definitely definitely when not if a team will be based in the oh. UK um, because there, there there is tons of fans, and it's the same with basketball; they sell it out whenever they come to the UK. There's a massive market for in the UK where they love the American sports. And you're thinking you're thinking of the whole of the UK and there isn't one NFL or XFL team. That if one team plugs that market, they've got the whole country, the whole country to support that one team. You know, if it's centralized, which is which will be huge for tourism in terms of wherever it's put, uh, most likely obviously London. Um, but wherever it's put, it'll get a huge following there and huge tourism for whatever location got. Uh, so XFL would be really smart too to to go into the UK market. I think it does make sense. It makes sense for it to happen. Um, and the good thing is, if it was to happen, <clears throat> it could be a regular occurrence. And obviously, I know they have an off season, but they have a perfect spot for it in the off season when football over here or soccer for slug when that stops for basically uh, from May to nearly what is it September? Yeah, so they've got yeah. that gap there to really yeah. So they can pump that there, and the only thing they're competing with them would be, um, I'd say maybe cricket and tennis. what rugby and, and tennis. Yeah, I mean rugby's I think yeah. more winter, so they have a perfect spot for them to do it as well. So if they can or if they do, then like you said, bringing a U, uh, an English team over or a British team over, something like that would be it makes sense. You know what? I think guys, at the moment it's, it's a huge hit and miss, isn't it? No one yeah. has an idea, any clue how it's going to go. 
Exactly, guys, and I couldn't agree more that venue makes all the difference. Speaking of venue, how about that Manhattan Center for Raw 25 this past week, huh? Uh, don't get me started on Raw oh, 25. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to be hated. I'm going to have a bit of a heel turn here because I thought it was an absolute sham this week. Uh, I really was disappointed with Raw 25. This was built up as going to be an event as big as uh, Raw after WrestleMania. It did not give me that feeling at all. I felt that it was very poorly organised. The cameos were very poor. Um, the People's Chump, he's uh, one of the new admins who's, who's now working on the main page and also on the Wolfpack page. He was quite right in saying that you know the, the cameos from the uh, Attitude Era stars were around 30 seconds long, very little interaction, very little mic time, and it was just a nostalgia fix. There was, there was literally no other point than nostalgia in those segments um i i read an interesting um point today that the manhattan manhattan center was booked and run by triple h and the barclays center was booked and managed by vince now if that's the case that is quite shocking for triple h because i thought the manhattan center had an absolute terrible show on monday they really didn't have didn't. much in the way of appeal. I mean, people were chanting. Now, I know people were a bit upset with my language last time, but people were chanting bullshit. Um, and they were well upset about how they'd forked out such a large sum of money to, to go and see things at Manhattan Centre. And they ultimately felt ripped off. So, $800. Yeah. $800. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was bitterly disappointed. Uh, maybe I'm looking at things in a pessimistic kind of way but i was i was expecting this to be a rule that was going to be remembered for years and i will easily forget yeah just jumping on that i agreed i think i would i would go as far as saying rule 1000 was better than Raw 25 hmm. yeah um i really enjoyed rule uh, rule 1000 25 for me it was like do you remember uh, i can't remember was it wrestlemania 3 when they went through um Closed circuit television, and then they done it from three different arenas. No. It was, one of the, was it? No, yeah, it was it one was... of the WrestleManias. Was it three? That was uh, three. Was, two, uh, three was Hogan and Andre the Giant and fucking Ricky Steamboat Macho Man in the Silver Dome. Yeah. Was it? Was uh, it not two? Was it two? They did it, it in New York. It was two. It was two. In New York, and they had it in Los Angeles, isn't it? They had That's two. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it was like they were trying to parallel that, and it just, my opinion, didn't work because also the other thing was. If Raw 25 on the Manhattan Center was doing uh, through Triple H, as uh, OC said, they also had uh, a couple of 205 mm. live matches. So I'm just trying to figure out in my head where they would have been placed for, because they obviously must have been watching Raw. So they have Raw going on one thing, like on the screen, and then having a 205 live matches. I'm just, I'd like to know how it mm. worked. But I thought if it was Triple H running it, I need to bring some NXT people up. I mean, what would have been the big deal? Like, do you know what I mean? To see, like, Velveteen Dream and... I think, I think what, as much as what you're saying is true, if it was Triple H and stuff, but you you got to still realise that NXT is still Triple H's, whereas that show was still Vince's. But it, the, the by, be all and end all, the, the end of the day would have been Vince. The only thing it would have been, in my opinion, with Triple H, is him saying, we should do this at the Manhattan Centre. And Vince going, there ain't enough money in the Manhattan Centre. We This isn't just a nostalgia show. We want to make uh -huh. money. So they that's where Vince has tried to expand it. Whereas the reality is, they should have just gone for a nostalgia show in the Manhattan Centre and taken a bit of a hit cash flow-wise. 
but that you know have the nostalgia feel to it have the first arena of raw and instead what they did is they tried to make as much money as they could and they pissed people off because people your people that went to the manhattan center probably had a choice you know it isn't that far between that and the brooklyn center Ten minutes. Well, some yeah. of the stars so were making it, journeys in between the two and were appearing at both yeah. venues so it was it was easy accessible so, for for fans so you've got to think that that in those terms the, those people that picked the Manhattan Center did it out of choice because they could have just gone to the Barclays mm. Center. You know, yeah. they choose it because they thought that would be a great show. That would be, you know, the, the first place Raw was would have a great show. In the end, what they got is they were on television for out of a three-hour show. They were on there for 39 minutes. They had they had, they had had two matches, which was the Good Brothers match with uh, the Revival and Woken Matt versus Bray, which were both essentially squash matches. And then yeah. they had The Undertaker and DX, and that was it. Other than that, they got 205 Live. Well, they had, uh, I guess there was a dark match where Miz got curb stomped. And then no, that Nero was just a segment. Appeared. That was a segment. It was happening the after. Yeah, they, it, took, yeah. it took place yeah. after the show had finished, didn't talking. it? It was a dark segment. It, it wasn't yeah. a live segment. Um, it wasn't something that was televised. It, it, there's a lot of footage going around. Nero, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Slug. Yeah, Brother Nero bit, yeah. That- that was all off camera, but it did happen in the ma- they did they did try because I uh, like I said in the main event when the main event was going on not the main event but you know the brawl at the end of Raw, um, so the tri- Triple H uh, the DX and um, Finn Balor had to stay in the ring in the Manhattan Center to watch they watched the end of Raw in the ring uh, on the big screen so that fans wouldn't yeah. leave because during the DX segment I don't know if you hear but there were very very clear shouts of mm. refund. Um, yeah. And I know that apparently Triple H was really upset about that. And so they did, for the guys at the Manhattan Center, they did at the end of the show, tried really hard to put on a show for them uh, within, you know, within the means they had last minute. Um, uh, yeah, I'm guessing it was on a whim by Triple H to get people like The Miz out there, Woken, what you know, Woken Matt, Brother Nero, um, and just kind of have a feel-good moment with the fans. So I do think they they tried their best, but I think it was Vince in the end that made that show largely the Barclay Center. Right, yeah. Slug, what did and, Slug, and, what did you think of Raw Twenty Five? Did you enjoy it? Um, I'm just still kind of confused as to what was going on with the Undertaker's yeah. thing. I mean, they didn't even give us the traditional Undertaker entrance smoke. with the smoke, with the lights, and all that stuff. Uh, he came to the ring. We don't even really know what he was saying. Some seem to think that he was just retiring. But even Jr. and King said at the end, like, was that a, what do you say? Is that a threat? Is that a warning? So it just kind of left it really open-ended for everybody. So, I mean, I have no idea what what to think about that, honestly. But other than that, the Stone Cold segment was really cool for me. Obviously, everybody loves Stone Cold forever. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Elias fantastic segment he really owned that entire segment i thought that he worked the crowd masterfully and then also jason jordan holy fucking heat magnet i'm allowed to swear (laughs) oc because i'm a man one row for one and one (laughs) row for another (laughs) (laughs) yeah he uh, he is he's so what a heat magnet wasn't he he is like you got you got to say jason jordan is over (laughs) i mean (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was one thing they did I mean, get right with the Undertaker segment is that he come out and I think it was in his 2013 ring attire, and that was a good decision. We didn't have 
He didn't have gloves or he, a hat Yeah, on. no, he didn't. I, and that he come out in his... Yeah, which yeah, is yeah exactly. Ring. So he come out in his 2013 <laughs> ring attire because he'd left his current attire in the ring at WrestleMania last year. That was a, yeah, that that was a good sense. move. Uh, that but, made sense. But I have no idea in hell what on earth he was going on about. Um, part of me felt like he was just an old man rambling on a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a retirement yeah, It was speech. very strange. It, that's what, it wasn't... There was absolutely no... no I mean, it, there was no hint of WrestleMania. No. Like, literally, there was not one emote of a hint that he will be at WrestleMania, and I think that's that's telling. I think it literally just was an Undertaker nostalgia mm. appearance. Um, I think that's literally all it was. That was what it was there for. And, uh, you know... I, I'm, I'm gonna just gonna throw this out there. The show, in terms of quality, like the match, Roman Reigns and Miz's match was fantastic. Oh yeah, that, that was incredible. Like, can you give it that? That, that was a great oh, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good moment for Miz to win it back. I'm pleased he won it back. Uh, which I I did call. I did call. There's uh, certain people that um, on both pages. Uh, one person in particular, probably OC, can think ah. knows the name I'm thinking of. Um, he's not getting a shout out either. But I am so happy. He got proved yeah. wrong and that uh, Miz yeah. won it back. Oh, I, I popped so much when he won that. Like, and it, all you, all you spoiled it. It was like Miz has got it back, and I was like, well, now I know. <laughs> but I, I was so happy. But the minute he won, it, I was like, perfect, great way to win it as well with a turnbuckle because I didn't no. see that happen. No, no, that that was that. The whole end of the whole ending was yeah. brilliantly done. Wasn't it was, it? It was that, so the way good. that that yeah. was filmed was perfectly done. That that is yeah. one thing the producers got right. Too. Very, very right on the show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. But yeah, you're right, Slug. Uh, Roman did hit that turnbuckle pretty damn hard when he went down. Um, I thought he was bleeding at first. It looked like he was, but he yeah. came away and had his little yeah. sulk in the middle of the ring afterwards, and you could see that he wasn't. But That's always a good moment. It is, but whilst it's kind of a bit bittersweet um, moment, isn't it? Because whilst you know that he's lost the inter... Uh, intercontinental title you know that this is now for the build for him to lead up to Wrestlemania and take the universal universal title against Goldberg um, that, I've got no problem with that I have no problem no, with but that what? Uh, I, am, I am I'm the only yeah. Roman Reigns oh, no, you, you and the people's <laughs> champ but I'll tell you what I would like to see it's not going to happen it's not booked it's, you know there's no rumours about it at all but what I would like to see is I'd actually like to see Braun Strowman win the Royal Rumble and then turn the Brock and Roman one-on-one into a triple threat and Braun take the title and walk away. I think that would be an incredible WrestleMania moment because he can do it without pinning Brock, just by pinning Roman. Yeah. But yeah. I know that Roman is the forefront of WWE. That is the plan that they're trying to push forward with. And, uh, you know, they're trying to build him to be this, this long-standing star in, in the company. So... And they, they, they planted the seeds well, for this rivalry for Roman's put um, to get the win over Lesnar for, for years well, now, haven't they? So. Well, yeah, I mean, with this year's kind of gone, it'll go full circle, won't it? He, be, he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, torch passed. He beat Cena, torch passed. And Brock Lesnar's kind of that last one before they're like, you know, this is your superstar. That You know what I mean? He's be, Technically, that will be the end of uh, the, the cornerstone of the last decade and a half of rest, uh, WWE so he'll be the one to beat the one in 21 and one basically well, it's, yeah well, either, way, fan either. 
Either way, I, I, I've got no issue with that. I mean, the Roman Reigns has put on consistently great matches for weeks now. He's got this is awesome chance in every match he's had on Raw. Even this week on Raw, they were booing the hell out of him before he came out, and then he came out and he put on a great match and the chant in this is awesome in in the middle of it. You know what I mean? He's he's put the work in. He puts the work into it. Wasn't just the Miz because he did it versus Savaro. <laughs> he did it versus Samoa Joe. And there's only so many opponents you can say, "Oh, the other guy carried him." No, Roman carries people just as much now. He is in the top echelon of performers on WWE. Well, either way, him dropping the IC title recently just makes the Royal Rumble that much more interesting because now he could possibly end up winning it and taking over the main event of WrestleMania once again. Going into that, we might as well talk about the Royal Rumble, but first, I would also like to remind fans that at the end of this podcast, I am told by my producer off-camera that Jameson is arriving to his studio now, and he is prepared to deliver this breaking, shocking news to the people, but that will have to wait. He's now in makeup, I'm being told, getting powdered and lipstick and all that stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, he's getting Getting ready for the camera, and uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, going into the Royal Rumble, who uh, who is it that has that topic? Uh, uh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the base of the Royal Rumble is obviously this Sunday. Um, uh, uh, quite surprisingly, there's only been 13 names announced for the male one, I believe. Mm. 13 names, and there's actually more women announced for their one than uh, yeah. men. Um, pretty much every woman on the roster has been announced, and it's still only 17. <laughs> so, uh, you know... They've got about, what, 13 slots to find women for in the, on the street. You're probably going to get after a, three, a 10 second countdown and it's going to be Brenda from Walmart <laughs> has appeared because we couldn't find enough comebacks. And Santina um, Morella. Yeah, Santina Morella. Might even get a little cameo <laughs> from Sister Abigail as well. Bray Wyatt and Drag. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, if that happens, I'll, be, uh, I'll eat my hat. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the Royal Rumble's on its way. I was excited for it. I don't know whether I am anymore. Um, I, I've got this horrible feeling that they're going to chuck Roman in at number 30. I really do. If they do that again, I, I think I might cry. Um, it would be an absolute <laughs> horrific moment. And that's nothing against Roman, you know, because Roman's a good worker. He's a good in-ring. Shock, don't worry. I'm not going to upset you, mate. Um, <laughs> but this would be like... How many years have they done that now? I think this will be the third year in a row where they've done that, and it's yeah. not going to go down well. They really <coughs> need to reserve the 30 position for something big because last year's WrestleMania was a uh, not WrestleMania. Last year's Royal Rumble was a bit of a dive towards the end. Will Triple H be in it? No. I wouldn't be surprised if he He's is. He's been working a lot of dark matches. I wouldn't be surprised if he He's is been working because a lot of dark there matches. is rumours of him taking on Braun Strowman. There's a couple of rumours for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. One's that he's going to face The Miz, but I don't know how... Yeah, I actually want that Yeah, but I don't know... I've seen Shane. I don't know how... Shane's another I don't know how legitimate that Miz rumour is because Maurice is due to give birth like seven days before WrestleMania. So, I'm, you know, I, I, I expect that The Miz will be there, but how involved he'll be in a match, I don't know. Um... But there was also a rumour of him having a mixed tag team match with Triple H and Steph McMahon uh, and teaming up with Ronda Rousey. Um, so I, I, Triple H could enter into the Royal Rumble and could have a bit of a conflict and build a bit more of a story between him and Braun. But I don't know. I, th- I think they need some big star talent for this year's Royal Rumble. And if they don't, then I think it's going to it's gonna dive like it did last year. 
Well, it, that, it it does indicate, doesn't it, the fact there's only thirteen names announced. So that's what that's seventeen people unannounced. And well, yeah, we we appreciate that most of them will be superstars, but it does leave a lot of room for kind of you know your second guesses mm. and stuff. I mean, I think it's quite likely that we're going to see EC3 at the Royal Rumble. I think yeah, I think that's yeah, enough um, given. Now, I think there'll be a. Does he keep the gimmick? Yeah, yeah, he'll keep the gimmick, or or he'll. I know, I know he's. I know he owns the gimmick, but I was just wondering if the WWE will keep it because I, I can't really see them using a he's a Carter story in the WWE. Well, why wouldn't they? Because that is who he is now known as. His gimmick when he was back at WWE before wasn't particularly successful, so why would they move him from that, no. like something that has got um, a success story behind it, back to a gimmick which just doesn't work? I doubt they'll try something new with him because, you know, at the end of the day, he's, was- he's built up as a superstar with a recognised name. I think he'll be... It'll either be Ethan Carter or he'll stick with EC3. But I think he, he's likely to appear at the Royal Rumble and stick with the gimmick. Yeah. I don't think there was anything wrong with Derek Bateman. I enjoyed him. <laughs> I think you're the only person that did, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, what do you guys think will be shock? What, what do you think will be a shock at the Royal Rumble? Who, do you think there's any nailed-on shocks? Who would you be surprised but yet? Not surprised to see. Him, I know would I mean. quite like to see Lars Sullivan come in. Lars Sullivan come in when, say, maybe in the early twenties, when there's quite a built-up ring and just clear the ring out. I think that would be quite an entertaining segment because mm-hmm. he is a bit of a beast, doesn't he? He's been compared to Brock Lesnar on a number of times. If he come in, cleared the ring out, so it was just him in the ring, and then perhaps an exchange between him and Braun Strowman, so that Braun then retains the ring until the, you know the last seven participants. Maybe I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, good mm-hmm. shout. Uh, I know it won't happen, but it'd be nice to see, I don't know, like The Rock or something just, just to get the pop because I don't think Rumble's going to do that well. Mm. Um, maybe like one of the Dudleys, uh, not probably Devon now because uh, Bubba, is, uh, isn't he officially retired? Uh, yeah, because both, uh, both of them are technically retired, are aren't they? Yeah, but Devon won't behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, they are as well. We'll yeah. probably get like Road Dog, maybe Kevin Nash because he wasn't a um, raw. He's a surgery. He's, yeah, surgery. but his, uh, yeah, he's just had knee surgery. Is he not recovering? He, no, he couldn't get on the plane. That's yeah. why he wasn't at Raw yeah. 25. So, unlikely to be in the Rumble. Uh, what about MVP? He, I mean, he That's appeared possible. with WWE TV. I mean, he didn't really do much. But maybe it was a foot in the door. So, he, you know, a little bit of a, this is who MVP is. And then there's, he still, uh, there's still Batista out there. Mr. Uh, Salted Pretzel himself. <laughs> Well, he has made it quite clear that he wants to come back, doesn't he? He wants to come back to WWE. He's made a number of uh, attempts to get in contact with Vince and discussions have hey. been made. Hey, I'll see. You assaulted or unsalted pretzel, man? <laughs> That's a highly inappropriate question, uh, Mr. Slug. Either way, we dipping in that, in that cheese, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just um, just a quick of, disclaimer, uh, there's parental that. guidance on this week's episode of uh, the Passion for Wrestling <laughs> podcast. But, uh, just talking pretzels, babe. We're just talking Yeah, just talking pretzels. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, if, you are, if Batista does come back, he has actually said that um, he wants to do a proper run, like six, seven months, maybe yeah. longer. With, um, with house shows and everything, yeah, which, which, makes, which, which is where I think it's unlikely, because obviously he's going to have huge promotional commitments coming up for... Uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War, I'd, I'd think, before... So I'd, I wouldn't think he'd be wait, coming back wait. before then. Wait, what? He's a superhero? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I believe he's a of. member of the Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Wait, 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 what? 
That's what happens when you retire from WWE. You become he's a, a wrestler and a superhero. Yeah, the double Look whammy. The hurricane. Look at the hurricane. Yeah, he's a wrestler and a superhero. He was a superhero first. How do people just know their freaking alter identities? Uh, well, you know, but would you mess with Batista? He's blue. He's the guy's oh, blue absolutely. for Galaxy, man. That's not Batista. Batista's not blue. <laughs> you guys talk. Oh. Okay, so like, for, for the purpose of the... For the purpose of the podcast, um, <laughs> Batista has nothing to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it, uh, no, you, you've been misinformed. You've been misinformed. We, we yeah, apologize. They, they look the same. His mm-hmm. ugly twin right. brother, like yeah. Enzo with you. Oh. <laughs> if you have seen the most recent being the marks, I'm clearly the product of a freaking Briscoe's incestual relationship. <laughs> Apparently. What, Mark and Jay together? <laughs> Yes. Which, which one had you? Yeah, that's a, that's a burning question. <laughs> which one carried you? <laughs> which I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel the need to answer that. <laughs> this is highly... <laughs> I am just flustered. Mm. We can Carry see. on with the conversation before I, before I lose my temper and, and curse. I'm feeling pretty flustered after thinking <laughs> of you uh, <laughs> being uh, conceived. Ball. But anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> By yeah, by, by two briscoes. <laughs> by the briscoes. Um, um, back, back to the Royal yep. Rumble. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So who wins? That is the next question. Who wins? The Nakamura. male Rumble. Yeah, I, I I had a bit of a, a rant about the Rumble last week, and I said that I wanted to see Finn Balor. I think this could be the opportunity for him to get his push. We know that there's going to be a bit of a push, sort of after. After the Rumble, um, I think 2018 is going to be a very good year for Finn Balor. I think this is the start of that. Um, so I would like to see Finn Balor win. But just yeah, you know what? what? I was going to say, possibly Dolph Ziggler. Because he's been mm. disappeared. He's disappeared for a while. Nah, he's one of the favourites. He's not. He'll never get a main event spot. He'll come, if he come, he'll, he'll come back for Rude. He'll come back for Rude. Hmm. Um, All right, fair enough. Slug. What about you, Slug? You know what? I think that maybe it'll be Shisuke Nakamura. I think so. That's so. That's two for Nakamura, and I'm I'm going to join OC. Actually, I uh, yeah. yeah that's also uh, my third spot on accent on this podcast. <laughs> Congratulations, everybody! It's a celebration. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Try the confetti. Yeah, uh, so what was so deep range. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think. Yeah. Do Finn Balor. Do, do a Finn Balor while we're here. Let's get it to four. Uh, do a Finn Balor. Do a Finn oh, Balor. My impersonation of Finn Balor is when I take my shirt off because we actually have identical abs. Wow. So I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to do that and get everybody all wet on wet. the podcast. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I yeah I joined for Finn Balor, so you've got two for Nakamura and two for Finn Balor. I think um I think he's in line for a push. I I think he wins, and then he goes to SmackDown, um and he, he goes after AJ Styles. Yeah. I think Brock versus Roman's yeah. happening, uh so I think Finn wins and and goes yep. to SmackDown, um and then you have a, we have a, a proper Finn and AJ yep. feud. Um, that everyone's wanted since that. I think that match was testing the waters, and that's uh, that's what we'll get. Also, the, the whole thing about him not being pushed has is, is turned out to be a bit of a joke, isn't it? He, he was the only him and the club who were in the uh, in the ring with DX. I mean, you don't really get to do that unless uh, unless you're kind of being pushed yeah. a little bit. 
Uh, right at the end of that segment, speaking of uh, we've been in it, Triple H took his hand and raised his hand up. Yeah. And Triple H doesn't do that to a lot of people. So well, he's supposed to be a heel on telly. Like, that's yeah. a big, that's a big he thing. He looked so lovingly into, they look so lovingly into each other's eyes with that too sweet. Like, he doesn't even look at Stephanie. You've got to remember, though, the that. Got be, yeah. It's, it's yeah. how you look at OC. Yeah. You've got to remember, though, yeah, that Raw 25 was a nostalgia trip, and Finn and Triple H have got a very close relationship after the time that Finn spent yeah. on NXT. Um, he was a big draw for NXT, and NXT went through some big changes whilst Finn Balor was there. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know whether that strong, you know, whether that alone is enough of an indication that he's going to get the push, but. I think given what's gone on TV over the last couple of weeks with the club, I think it's fair to say that we're going to see some things coming out of Finn and the club. But I, I agree with uh, Shock. I think that the, the right thing to do is for him to win the Royal Rumble, move over to SmackDown Live, enter into a feud with AJ Styles, take the club with him. I mentioned it last week. And yeah. th- it's not just a yeah. battle for the WWE Championship, but it's also a battle for the club. And I think that is essentially yeah. the story that gives you a good groundwork to move with. Um, and I think that that's going to yeah. have a lot of potential. I, I definitely see that as being a really big moment for SmackDown Live and a real a real boost to viewings as well, because people are going to be tuning in to see that. There's there's no dispute in that. Yeah, yeah I, think, about, I think... Sorry, I was, so. I was going to say, how about the fact that uh, Kevin Nolan's recently suffered an injury? Do we think that's going to keep him away from the Royal Rumble? Uh, I think it will leave Sammy to do the most of the work. I think, I think, as um, as he alluded to on SmackDown, that's what happened. It's, he's, he's got it quite easy, hasn't he? Because, in the honest, it's not even a triple threat match. They've legitimately made it a handicap match. Whether they did that knowing this or, or not, and to keep the storyline going, um, I don't know. But it was a very smart move. It's turned From out to be. From my understanding, yeah. um, the concept was for. It's, it was always going to be a handicap match, but what it was going to do was it was going to lead into another feud between Sammy and Kevin Owens because they do put on a good feud. I think it's a bit soon, personally, but apparently that's where it was going to lead to. It was going to lead to a dispute between Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn about who was you know, genuinely putting in the work to get the title, and that's going to lead to a Kevin and Sammy spot at WrestleMania. But given that Kevin Owens has become injured over the last sort of couple of weeks, he was injured last week, but it didn't interfere too much with his in-ring work. This week it's a bit more severe, but not severe because he's still on telly. Um, we can see the impact that it's had on his ability to wrestle because the match was very, over very, very quick. But given that, like Shock has said, it's a two-on-one handicap match at uh, the Royal Rumble, KO will still be involved, but Sammy will take the brunt of the hits here. Mm-hmm. Slug, you were going to say something, man. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to interrupt uh, this podcast with another advertisement from another sponsor for the podcast. We are killing it lately, guys. And that is King Kong Bundy's Undies. For the XXL wrestling fan out there, which is probably 95% of them, let's be honest. King Kong Bundy's Undies for the double XXL. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to promote that. I'm going to promote that a little bit more because I have a pair myself, and I've actually hung them in my shower, and I keep all my shampoo and conditioners in them. Um, they are very spacious, so yeah, absolutely, definitely a worthwhile investment. I, you could you could fit AOC in them ten times over. Ten, ten I OC. As well, I as well own a pair, not because I'm double XL by any means, but just because I need so much room in the front. Let's be honest. <laughs> 
Anyways, back to that podcast. And unfortunately, another wrestler that will probably be missing or will be definitely be missing this uh, Royal Rumble is Enzo Amore, a.k.a. Eric Arndt. Now, I'm not sure. For quite unfortunate I'm reasons. not sure. Unfortunately, is the right word, given the accusations that have been made against him. I know nothing's been proven. <laughs> well, yes, these are these are quite serious allegations, and we at P4W are not going to jump to judgment. Although we will judge him and say that he is a douchebag, regardless of the outcome. <laughs> of Don't this speak about yourself like that. Thing. That is totally unfair. So, I am a baby Briscoe. Damn it, I am a baby Briscoe. Everyone knows it. I have never been affiliated with just, Enzo Amore. I just want to double check. I mean, given the likeness between you and Enzo Amore, how have you been finding it on the streets recently? Have you had any threats thrown your way, or are you still safe? Or you had a few tomatoes thrown your way? You know what? I'm going to be honest with the people here. I'm going to be honest. I can't leave my house. Nice. I've been cooped up for days. Yeah, okay? I thought that might be the case. Last time I left. Yeah. Last time I left, someone called me a Jersey rat and chased me with Raid, okay? I accidentally got a mohawk recently, not helping no. my case, all right? No. Now I just look like Enzo Amore after he got a haircut to try to disguise himself, <laughs> okay? This is awful for my life. Everything's been ruined. So thank you, Eric Arndt, Enzo Amore. Thank you a lot for ruining my life as well. So, But you know what? You know what? We're going to beat this. We... We are going to, we're going to polish ourselves up. We're going to teach this old girl to dance again, damn it. We got a lot of life left in these heels. <laughs> and we're going to hit the streets. And we're going to dance. I'm not sure. We're going to dance all I think you need to be very careful with your words there, Slug. Hitting the streets. Mm, <laughs> maybe, maybe. That, that's how, that, I'm pretty sure that's how you yeah, go. Yeah, that might be a bad environment for you to go. But, you know, if you're feeling brave enough. Um, I suppose my last question is... Uh, Slug, um, how you doing? You know what? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how dare you go there with me right now? You Goldilocks looking son of a... I'm going to stop myself because I know there are children listening out there. You know what? But by golly... When I make it over there across that pond over to England, me and you are going to meet up at that pub. You're going to have your nice mixed cocktail drink because I know you're a little light in the loafers. I'm going to have myself a nice freaking Heineken, drink it down real fast, and then I'm going to have a swift talking to you. Well, I suppose the main point out of that is bada boom, Slug is safe in his bedroom. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's been a big topic in uh, WWE and, and all over social media these last few days. Enzo Amore has been accused um, of sexual assault um, by... Yeah. Just to get some facts out there, obviously, uh, he he uh, he actually got fired because he didn't tell yeah. them, not because he got accused. So yeah, it's not uh, nothing against his actual accusations that he has been fired. Uh, we believe he's been fired because he didn't bother to tell them for... Three months, yeah, or however long it's yeah. said that. As we know, secret secrets make no friends. <laughs> but to his uh, to his compliment, he did turn up to Raw twenty five the day of the accusation, wearing a t shirt saying, "This is the best day of my life," <laughs> which I thought was, um, you know, take take things on the chin. Do you think that? <laughs> Yeah, I think it might happen before everyone else yeah, found out. but apparently he <laughs> was pulled to one side by Vince on, uh, when he attended Royal 25 
was asked if he knew anything about the accusations. He said, yeah, he's known, he's known about them since October and was aware of the police investigation. And Vince told him to get out. Um, it was as simple as that. He told him to go home. Uh, and the following day, uh, WWE let him go because of the position that it was put in. WWE has obviously had to um, defend itself as an organisation. It's had accusations thrown its way. It's not great considering the time of year, Raw 25. Um, there's been quite a lot of bad press with the 205 Live, given Rich Swan a couple of months ago. Um, and also there's been news of Roman Reigns being involved in a steroid allegation, uh, not steroid, a steroid um, supply circle. Uh, so it's not been a great time for WWE. It's had quite a bit of bad press in, in relation to three particular wrestlers, but they're treating the Reigns incident as a non-story, so they're proceeding as usual. They clearly don't think that's got any merit to it. To be fair, I don't. I think that this would be something that would be quite clear in a wellness policy checkup, which he is having quite regularly, especially given the slip up he had yeah. um, following, uh, which resulted in his suspension. So I, I'm, I don't think there's a much merit in the Roman Reigns allegation. 205 has taken a big hit over the last 12 months with the Rich Swan and Enzo Amore stories. So it's not great. It doesn't look great for 205 Live. It doesn't look great for WWE. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And all the people standing outside my my freaking house with the pitchforks <laughs> and the torches and all that, you know what? I want you guys to listen up very closely because I know you're watching this podcast right now, okay? I know you're listening. I want you to go ahead. I want you to take a trip to the Sahara Desert, okay? <laughs> I want you to go out with very little water in your water bottle, and I want you to go take a walk in that desert, okay? Go take a nice long walk in the desert, okay? That's what I want you people to do. And also, also at the at the airport, if somebody strange comes up to you, get captured. That's all I'd like to say. That's yeah. all I, like. and I can understand why. Get there's, captured, go for a long walk in the desert understand. with very little water. Any... We'd like to say, disclaimer to all yeah, our viewers, please, uh, please stay safe yeah, and stay away from a guy that looks yeah. like Enzo Mora. And if you go near him, <laughs> anyone that looks like you Enzo, go near him, there's only one word to describe and, you, and I'm going to spell it out for you right now. It's S A W F T. Soft. No. But, no. And also, and also, go for a walk in the desert with a pop. Also, do that what they say, but also go for a walk in the desert with a freaking pop. <laughs> We here at Plastered for Wrestling stand behind Enzo Amore slash Slug and believe that he is completely innocent <laughs> well, of all we, charges. We stand by Slug. I'm not sure we can say that for Enzo Amore. Uh, we, we won't be representing uh, P4W in the uh, hey, in court. All, all the magic that happens in Hogwarts, a.k.a. Slug's master bedroom <laughs> with the king's size match bed is consensual. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's consensual magic, baby. That freaking wand has calluses. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think wow. we should perhaps get to the matter back at hand um, before we get in too deep into Slug's bed habits. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, it's deep, baby. It's I mean, deep. Let's, let's be completely honest and completely frank. Do we see Enzo returning? Who's frank? Oh, frank already. Uh, no, no. Uh, I think this is the end of his wrestling career. So. Like, um, he he he's not going to go to an Indies. I can't see Enzo showing up to uh, a, a, a local high school gym with his "This is the best day of my life" T-shirt. <laughs> um, he's, you know, he. However, he makes his money. I don't know because he burns through it like a fucking G. He's going to have a rap career. He, he is yeah. trying to have a music career, career, isn't he? 
I want to see the you. I want to see the you shoot interview. Yeah, you shoot. A you shoot would be great. Enzo Amore. It'll happen. I guarantee it'll happen. But yeah, no, uh, he's too much. He's risky, isn't he? This was this was WWE's perfect excuse to get yeah. rid of him. He was too risky and for them. That's in um, a lot of the reports. Actually, is that he was on his last warning because of the incidents that have taken place over the last twelve months, and I think this has just given him the given them the excuse to get rid of him, given that final push, which yeah. I think they've been very tolerant of him. But I think they've only been tolerant because of his merch sales. Before he turned heel, I think his merch sales were like skyrocketing. Um, he was generating like a big, big income, but I don't know. I don't know how popular he was following well, I, his heel I, I turn. Own an Amore short also. Yeah, I perhaps won't <laughs> go outside wearing it anymore. But I think WWE <laughs> Shop is still selling Enzo Amore tops at the moment. Um, I'm actually checking that for yeah, you right I, now. I'm pretty he sure is. they're selling the um, got got open. sauce. Someone's got sauce T-shirt. I, oh, I actually wanted one, one of those tops though. That was the thing. I'm glad I didn't yeah. buy one. No, mate, give it give it a few weeks. It'll be in the clearance sale, won't it? Yeah, it yeah, you might get it for like 75% <laughs> off. Might even get an extra 5% yeah. with the discount code, uh, code SLUG. You never know. Actually, that's extra. That's an extra 20%. Extra 20%. Oh. Perhaps it's not worth using then. Yeah, so he's still got merch on there, but it looks like he's dropping in price now. Well, that's, that's no surprise. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. it off. Yeah, I can't. Upload it all, won't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's... He he isn't going to be back. Like yeah, it, WWE was the end of his beginning and end of his wrestling career. He doesn't care enough, and he's not good enough to make it into a good indie. So it's high school gyms or nothing. And I can't see Hen- Enzo Amore going uh, walking around an in- uh, a high school gym going, mate, I am the dog. <laughs> I mean, he's got a good mouth on him. If he does come back, which I very much doubt it, I very much doubt it's going to be in uh, wrestling position i think it's going to be a mouthpiece but even at best i I, i'm not optimistic for him i think i think he's 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 burnt his bridges now i think that's it i think if he's going to try anything he'll have to focus on his music career you know he'll probably use this entire incident as motivation for a song but this this is it for him i think even yeah even if he ends up being innocent i think uh, there's a stigma attached that unfortunately in our society Mm -hmm. Um, it is a problem. Definitely, uh, rape and sexual assault is not anything to joke about. It's not anything nah. funny. Um, it's a serious, serious crime. If he did it, then he deserves the harshest of punishments. Mm-hmm. If he didn't, it, if he didn't do it, then in return, she also deserves a lot of punishment. But also, uh, we cannot rush to judgment either way on this. Um, you know, we just got to let this court case carry out, and it'll be interesting to see what happens, and then also to see what he does with this uh, in the future, because he can possibly change his ways and use this to uh, possibly catapult himself in a different direction and maybe turn it into a positive if he turns out to be innocent. Um, If not, then like I said, uh, you know, then the court system and law system could go ahead and do the uh, proper according, uh, you know, punishment for him. I mean, Passion for Wrestling isn't stating whether they feel that he's guilty or not. That's not its place to do so. As Slug said, rape isn't something to joke about. It's not funny. It's a very serious issue. Um, I will put a link on the YouTube page about where you can get some support if anything like that has has ever affected you. Um, And, you know, reach out. It's a very important topic. But, um, you know, there's plenty of support about but let's let's move on to a, um, a lighter subject. Sorry, what was you going to say, uh, Sekots? 
I was just going to say, uh, I'm on the WWE website now, and um, he's not even in the alumni. He's not on 205 Live, SmackDown, or Raw's um, like uh, roster cards. So they've taken him right out, like like they have yeah, with Hogan. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think for, for something that happened in the space of 24 hours, WWE had covered their back mm. quite well. Um, I think they were obviously extremely angry um, because they put the, you know i think it's around october that enzo might have re-won the the cruiserweight title it might have been before that but you know he was he was a in a preferential position in the right. company and for the last three months has been despite the fact that there's been an investigation going on um so i think the wwe have been they, they've done it extremely quickly and extremely quietly to that nothing's come out because i'm sure that they were really annoyed to to learn it the ch- through the channels they did and not through Enzo Amore. So yeah. he, he put himself in the position both in inside the, you know, in this, this situation um, from, from what I understand of the story, he's put himself in, in positions like that to, you know, to have tr- cause trouble. You know, he's always about trouble and not only that, then to not tell the WWE hey. what he did, whether he did it or not, he, 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 you know, he caused a lot of his own trouble, his lot of his own problems. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my two cents of it is, is even though um, innocent or guilty from the outside of it, he, he burnt his bridges with WWE by doing that. Yeah, that's caused a lot of trouble. Yeah. But let's move on to something a bit more positive um, towards the end of the podcast because I don't really want to finish on that. Um Whilst we've yep. got the Royal Rumble at the weekend, we also have NXT TakeOver uh, Philadelphia, which is uh, the first TakeOver of the year. Um, I'm just trying to find the card now. So we've got Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream. We've got Alistair Black versus Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. We've got Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defending the tag team NXT Tag Team Championships against the Authors of Pain. We've got Shayna Baszler um, taking on Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Title. And lastly, we've got Andrade Cien Ormas um, against Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. So it's a pretty built-up card. Um, pretty shocked to know Stanley. No sanity on that. No sanity. No, on that no card. sanity on the card. Um, that could be an may, indication of what's happening may, with the rumble. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say that that um, maybe. Just quickly on the rumble. Yeah, I'm a little shocked. Go on. Go I was just going to say that um, just on the rumble quickly again. Pete Dunne has been pulled from a UK promotion um, around the weekend, um, which I believe was due to schedule was scheduled for this weekend. That he was pulled by WWE, so they clearly have some use for him. Um, and he's, mm. he's not in the card. The card is pretty stacked for NXT TakeOver. I think there isn't much in the way of gaps for him to make an appearance and defend his title. I think that's a pretty strong indication that he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, um, which I'm... No, yeah, no one else has been pulled either. You know, Tyler Bate, I believe, is still booked this weekend on the yeah. same show, which would, which is normally his kind of go-to opponent on a big yeah. cards. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so, yeah I, I think, think yeah, that's right. going to be the interesting. Women's... Go on, Stuck. The, the women's match doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think uh, whatever her name is is challenging Ever Moon for the Shane title. Uh, I think this is, yeah, I think this is too soon for that. I don't, don't, I mean, I just feel like there's somebody else that they could put in that match, but we'll see what well, happens. Yeah, they've got quite a lot of like, the, the iconic duo, uh, Peyton Royce. I feel like she's getting a bit of a rough deal in NXT. Uh-huh. 
uh, really good performance, like, really good character. With... Women's Rumble. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Actually, that would be. I reckon that's a possibility as well. Um, especially with Page gone, Page gone now, that there's room for that. You know, faction again. The iconic duo could easily come in and do that stick that Page. I think it's likely with. we're going to see the iconic duo at the Women's Rumble. They're they're short, short for numbers anyway, so I think it's incredibly likely that we're going to see them. But. I think you're right. Slug is right. I Correct. So. I think so. But what what are your thoughts about the card? I mean, I, I think it's quite a good card, actually. Um, I think it's yeah. pretty stacked. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, Johnny Gargano and, um, and Cian Almas stole the show when they were uh, on the start of the card the last mm. time they faced. can't remember which takeover it was off the top of my head. But they uh, they put on a, a, a superb match. Um, I do think it's, it's uh, going to be Champa's return whether that's to cost Gargano the title or perhaps help him win it so that they can then feud for the title, you know, uh, depending on how they go with the storyline. Um, but yeah, I do think this will be the return of Tommaso Ciampa um, and Alistair Black Adam Cole. That should be a, a belter. Yeah. yeah um, Here's my go take. On. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say my take on NXT TakeOver is it's always going to be an amazing show. Being that the ref, the wrestlers really typically know their opponent a couple weeks in ahead of time. They have the performance center. They don't have as grueling of a schedule as the main roster wrestlers. So they have more time to practice out uh, these matches and think these matches mm-hmm. out. So there's no reason whatsoever that all of these matches should not be just show-stealing. That's usually why I think NXT TakeOver steals the show the weekends that they're uh, there with WWE. Yeah. Because they have a lot more time uh, to practice, and they usually have healthier bodies, even though they are putting in a lot of work. It's just not the same schedule as that uh, main roster. But at the same time, the NXT TakeOver is competing with the Royal Rumble this weekend, and that is a massive event for WWE. So, in any. Last two years, though, has been a little lackluster. It has, but, you know, there is then that pressure on the NXT. roster to put on a show that can compete with Royal Rumble so I think we're yeah. we can quite confidently say Definitely won't be easy. it's not going to be easy but I think we can quite yeah. confidently say yeah. that the quality of the matches um, at this takeover is going to be of a very high standard now what, what I just wanted to quickly touch on is what are your predictions for the card uh, we won't spend too much time on it because we've um, you know we're coming towards the end of the podcast and we've got to make sure we fit in uh, Jameson's special announcement but um just just soon. quickly, um, Cassius Ono and Velveteen Dream. Who do you see going over? Dream. Velveteen Dream. Yeah, Dream. Cassius Ono has been a bit of a... a sk- he's a glorified yeah. jobber. He's, he's Bray Wyatt yeah. of NXT, really. He's jobber to the stars, yeah. isn't he? Um, I'm really excited for the Black, um, Black and Cole match. Um, they really weren't up to their full potential when they were battling it out in the, um, the tournament for the number one contendership. I think this is going to be the opportunity where we can really see what they can do. I think Black is going to go over. What do you guys think? Uh, Colt, I mean, he he lost last time, didn't he? I don't I don't know. Can they really have Cole lose two matches in a row? Uh, I think I think Extreme Rules gives room. I think it depends what it's on of the card. Um, if the tag team matches first. Then I think you'll see the undisputed era interfere, and Adam Cole will uh, um, will win the if, match. I think if if Cole wins, it won't be clean. It'll be by interference. No, I don't think Alistair Black has lost since his debut on NXT. Has he? 
No, he hasn't. And no, he hasn't. NXT and WWE are very behind Alistair Black. They love him. They absolutely love him. They will protect him to high heaven. I am very doubtful that, um, you know, that they, they. But a loss to Adam Cole doesn't really hurt him that much. Mm. Of all people to beat him, like who Adam Cole or who else? Who else would you have? Yeah. I w- if if it was a solid championship run, Johnny Gargano. But he would have to be an established star. He would have to have an established championship run. I d- yeah, and Cole's over as fuck. Though. Of course he is. Yeah, he is over. He is over as 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 uh, as, uh, as Slug said. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I I do think two losses in a row would would hurt him when he's just debuted. I was quite surprised he lost very clean to Alistair Black the first time round. Uh, NXT normally doesn't have the debutants lose their first Uh match. Um, They normally all go on a bit of a mini run, whereas Adam Cole didn't really Uh get that in a singles capacity. I can Um, see him winning. Yeah, I think Adam Cole for me. Yeah, what about you? Adam Cole. You think Adam Cole's going to win? Okay. All right, next match, we've got um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the Authors of Pain for the NXT Championships, uh, Tag Team Championships. Um, I don't think AOP are going to win. I think this is going to be one of their final matches before they make their debut on the main roster. So I see Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking the, uh, retaining the championships. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I can't, is, is I can't it, see is the Is it Kyle O'Reilly or is that Jameson? <laughs> Ooh, that is a good conspiracy theory out there. You know, there are a lot of people that uh, think they're the yeah. same person. Possibly that has something to do with the special announcement coming up very soon. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think the Undisputed Era is around yeah. for a while in yeah, NXT. I, I, I genuinely think that we will see the Office of Pay make a debut on SmackDown Live very, very soon. I think the tag team division yes. at yeah. SmackDown Live needs it. it Besides New Day and the Usos, it doesn't have a lot of depth to it, so I think they need a team like uh, American, American Beta. Beta. Oh, American Beta. They have a very Gage, strong Gable tag team. SmackDown has a very strong tag team division. Yeah, I think so too. Day. You got Rusev Day. You got the American Beta, who are the two out of three factual, two out of three falls match uh, on the Raw Rumble card, which I think could be a good one. Um, if it's got a strong yeah, tag team yeah. division, why are we seeing the same? Yeah, why are we seeing the same three tag teams appear in championship matches and have done for the last few months? Please answer me that. Because it's uh, it's the feuds last more than a month. I see. Right? Patience, patience is a virtue. Yeah, but we're not seeing any of the other tag teams develop yeah. and move up. I mean, <laughs> if we were treating this as if it was a merit-based situation, you would expect to see a tag team have a bit of a run, be a bit dominant, and then eventually lead to a number one contendership match and enter into a feud with the champions. Besides American Beta and New Day, that's not happened. Yeah, I agree. Um, to an extent, yeah. I can see where you're coming think, from, but they're, they're, they've got a pretty stacked division with like the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, I'm, and I'm not saying Fashion they don't Police. have a stacked division. I just don't think it's got the, the depth it needs to be a successful tag division. I think I think Raw needs more tag yeah. teams. Really, I mean, other than the Bar and the Shield have been trading it for a fair few months, and now it's the the Bar and the the you know slightly damaged Shield. Yeah, but it won't be long <laughs> until um, Seth and Jordan lose the tag team titles, in my opinion. Yes, it'll be well, to the Bar, won't it? I, I think SmackDown so, has an incredibly talented and deep division. Personally, personally. 
That was very emotive for you, Slug. Yeah. You tend not to show us a lot of emotion. You tend to brush things off as a joke all the time and see some genuine emotion come out of that mouth. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's worrying. It's hit me. It's hit me. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Better than the stuff I've seen come in and go into your mouth. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm talking, about, I'm talking about I'm talking about that e-cig. That's unhealthy, sir. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about a pretzel. What did you guys <laughs> no, think I was, I was gonna, talking about? Oh, uh, salty pretzel, <laughs> mate. Salty pretzel. You like, you like a salty pretzel? <laughs> he does like a salty pretzel. Disclaimer, pretzel. disclaimer, disclaimer. Let's move on. Um, so let's move on. So the next match, <laughs> we've got, I think that leads to the women's match, Shayna Baszler against Ember Moon. I think Ember Moon's going to go over on this one. Like Slug says, it's very early mm-hmm. to Shayna Baszler. I don't think she's established enough in NXT. What do you guys think? I agree with Slug. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's, there's no way. There's but interestingly, no way. they had her face-to-face on NXT this week, and Shayna Baszler absolutely obliterated Ember Moon. Um, isn't isn't Shayna Baszler one of the four horsewomen? Am I right? Four uh, horsewomen of MMA, with... of UFC. Yeah. I think she might be. I thought she was, in which case I don't think she'll be on NXT not long based on Ronda Rousey, because I think the build-up there is going to be the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen. Yeah. So I don't think she'll be long for NXT if it is, in fact, her that's right. I could be wrong. I don't know who the hell she is, if I'm honest. Um, I haven't really been keeping up with the women's NXT since since Asuka left. It seems a bit... Uh, the way she left kind of left a bit of a, a hole in the NXT division where it's kind of like no one's Asuka. Yeah. In my opinion, the, the the division itself took a bit of a hit when the woman that couldn't be Asuka became the champion. It kind of made it a bit like she's the champion. She was never as good as the previous champion, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Last match on uh, made event, Andrade Cien Elmas versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. I personally think the right decision would be for Elmas to retain. But what do you guys think? Gargano. Yeah. I think Gargano wins and then Champa returns after the match and then they go into a feud over the NXT title. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Good shout. Uh, I think I think it makes more sense mm-hmm. than Champa costing him the match, which I think is also a possibility. Um but I think that they'll they'll do it for the title. Yeah. I think they'll dance. I, I I don't like Almas. I don't I'm not a big fan of his, but I think he's a very talented in-ring performer, and I think that he could have a legitimate run with the NXT Championship. I don't think losing it his first NXT Championship is the way to do that. Happened to Drew McIntyre, didn't it? It was his first NXT takeover, and he lost the NXT Championship to uh, Andrade Cien Almas. I don't think that is the right yeah. booking. I am a big fan of Johnny Gargano, and I would love to see him with the NXT Championship, but I think that... I think I think you're right. I think Tommaso Ciampa will return, but I don't think it will be to Gargano's benefit. I think it will be to his detriment, personally. Possibly. But we'll see. You know, yeah, we're only a couple of days we'll away. Um, you know, this this will hopefully go out before. Yeah, it will do. I'll try and get it out over the next day. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see and see what happens, really. But um, you know, we've got. We've got a, a, a big NXT takeover. What are your thoughts on, just briefly before we wrap up, Ricochet, War Machine and Candice LeRae making an appearance at NXT takeover? Do you think we'll see them in the crowd this weekend? 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I think definitely Ricochet. 100% yeah. Ricochet you'll see in the crowd. Um, the others, possibly. I, th- I think we're bound possibly. to see Candice LeRae because she's Mrs. Wrestling, isn't she? So, you know, it's logical for yeah. it to be there. What about you, Slug? Yeah. Uh, She's yeah, Mrs. Gargano, isn't she? So, yeah, so she will... I'm sure she'll make an uh, on-screen appearance yeah. probably slightly yeah. before his match. Yeah, no, I think uh, if not all three, then definitely Elisa yeah. will be there. And Cyclops? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm more like, I reckon Ricochet will be the one that's like the big name that draws uh, for the crowd um, that you normally see standing around. I reckon he'll be there probably for the last match. Um, like they normally bring them out, don't they? Let them do whatever, and then they'll send them back again. But I reckon he'll be there probably maybe one or two matches. But I reckon he's the name that they're, cool. they're going to be talking about a lot. Cool. So, it, so it, you're definitely going EC3 at the Rumble then, not at NXT, because yeah. he's at the Performance Center. So we 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 all say in Rumble, not NXT. Yeah, I reckon Rumble. That, I don't care. I'm not over on EC3. Nah. Are you more over on Derek Bateman? <laughs> Yeah, neither. <laughs> I mean, as far as the performance centre in EC3 goes, he's only been spotted there. And the performance centre is also a training facility for all WWE superstars, not just the NXT superstars. Yeah. So I think the fact that we've seen him at the performance centre isn't an indication of him going to NXT. I think is established enough to go into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I reckon so. But I yeah. think they need to have a, a surprise entrant, and mm. I think EC3 is, is the one we can pretty much guarantee will be it. Not Bobby Lashley, then. Bobby Lashley's still under contract until the 2nd of February with Impact. He is, oh, is so he? we will not see him at the Royal Rumble. We might see him at WWE afterwards, will we see- but... I was going to say, will we see him? Because obviously he's got a part-time MMA career. So do you think he will actually He does return? want to, from what I've read. But he didn't leave on good terms last time. So, you know, it, it's a kind of a hit-and-miss subject. We might see him, we might not, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah. Slug, I I know you wanted to wrap us up, mate. Do you want to do plugs first, and then we'll get Jonathan on for his uh, special thing? We're going to have to do that very quick, because we're running short on time. So, OC, if you want to take over these plugs. So, let's have a quick look. So, we've got, obviously, for those of you that are following the Facebook page, thank you very much. We're very grateful. For those of you that aren't, we are on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash P4 Wrestling. We've also got the YouTube channel, which this will be fed to, which is Passion for Wrestling. We also have the Instagram and the Twitter feeds. The Twitter feed is at P4W Wolfpack. That is following the Wolfpack page at the moment. And we've also got the Instagram page, which is at P4W underscore Wolfpack. This will be going out on YouTube, it will also be going out on SoundCloud, and it will also be going out on Apple Podcasts for all of you to follow and subscribe, so please make sure you do. Yeah, and uh, just to follow up on the uh, the YouTube thing, the latest episode of uh, Being a Marks, uh, Being a Marks 3, is, um, is up, and uh, Slug, actually, um, we see what happened to him after the, uh, the aftermath of him attacking the guys in yep. Game 3. Um, but he, he had a great victory. He, um, he finally got to Stone Cold Stunner, the guy that put him through a table, and um, the search. Oh, spoiler continues. alert! Spoiler alert! 
You'll have to watch the you'll have to watch the video for more Hold details. On, I'm just, and I'm now, just gonna have to print Hold on one second, I'm just gonna have to print screen quickly because Rob's face is frozen and it's brilliant. Uh, 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 oh no, it's not <laughs> anyway, slug, as you were saying. And now for the moment that all of us out there have been waiting for, we have Jameson calling in for Oh what's that? I'm sorry, I'm being told by the producer that we have, in fact, run out of time tonight. So we will have to save that for next week's edition of the Passion for Wrestling podcast. Sorry to Jameson, we will get you on next time, bud. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Definitely go out and check out everything on the page. Look out for more to come. Thank you for our sponsors, for our past sponsors, Steiner Plungers, uh, Ducha Libres. Tonight's sponsors, uh, King Kong Bundy's Undies, Mick, Mixed Dicks at Foley's Holy. That is Mixed Dicks at Foley's Holy. Definitely Google Mixed Dicks. <laughs> and uh, take care of all your uh, all needs. Thank you guys for joining us this week. It's been fantastic. I have been fantastic. These other guys have been just okay, but that's okay. So, uh, yeah, until next time, friends. Thanks. Have a two-sweet. Sweet. See you later, guys.